Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of Nostalgia Decoms Today. My name is Trevor Dion, and with me as always is my brother Kyle. Hello. Today, we're talking about a 90s movie in all the right ways <laughs> that takes inspiration from a number of other classic films that I noticed at least. It's the Disney Channel classic Genius. We'll get into all the inspirations this movie takes from, uh, as well as our opinions on the film itself, in just a moment. But first, here's my quick synopsis of Genius. Genius follows a young and very intellectual teen named Charlie Boyle, played by Trevor Morgan. Charlie is so smart, in fact, that he is given the opportunity to go to college at the age of 13. He chooses to enroll in a college where a Dr. Crickstein, played by Charles Fleischer, is located because Dr. Crickstein is a leader in the study of gravity and the element graviton. Upon arriving at his preferred college, however, is where things start to go awry for Charlie. Besides the fact that the hockey team hates him because of his smarts, he soon meets a beautiful girl named Claire, played by Emmy Rossum, and creates a fake name and persona in order to get her to like him. Charlie must now balance his double life with his new bad boy persona, and the friends that come with it, with his regular life and work as a boy genius. The question is, can he do it? So Kyle, what did you think of Genius? I don't think you've ever seen this before no, as far I as I'm not. aware. I have not. I have not seen it. Uh, I will say overall, it was very cringy. You know, when you have to put over the sheet, like, it's like, oh, I don't want to see this. This is like, oh, it gave me the cringe. Like, most of the movie was, like, very cringy. Like, Ugh, no, this is, no, I don't want to see this. Now, it wasn't a bad movie at all. Just very cringy. Gave me a lot of Doogie Howser vibes, right? Okay, okay. Because Genius starts, like, goes to college. Well, in this case, it's the Genius goes into college early. Mm-hmm. As in with Doogie Howser is a young Genius who started as a, what, MD? Yeah, yeah, Doogie Howser MD is a doctor. And there you go. That's what I have. I I will give you that there are definitely some cringe moments. Uh, some moments that don't make sense whenever things happen, which mm-hmm. we'll get into as, as they happen. But I'm going to make a confession to you. So I definitely remember this movie. Mm-hmm. Whenever I was watching, I was like, oh yeah, I remember it. But... I did not realize that this movie was a decom. I thought it was a movie that was in theaters mm-hmm. or that I had seen it on like HBO or, oh. or some other like n- movie thing. You thought it was thing. a more, was it financial? Well, like, more, I guess more, more high budget, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, compared to like a TV movie. Because I was watching, so I had a feeling I knew what this movie was, mm-hmm. Genius, as you know, it's decom. I've probably seen it before. But whenever the movie started and I realized what the movie was that I had seen it before and everything, then I was like, wait, this was a decom? Because whenever the story plays out, I like I knew it was this movie, but I didn't think that this movie was a decom, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I had fun rewatching it. A lot of the moments that I remember were still kind of fun to watch, but like I said, and as you pointed out, cringe moments and this moments was that... probably the decom that had the most cringe moments, I believe. 
Probably. Probably. And where you said you had Doogie Howser vibes, mm-hmm. I didn't say I have Doogie Howser vibes, but I had vibes of other films. So when it comes to like the smart kid mm-hmm. in college, I kind of had vibes of a movie that actually is, was a movie that was in theaters and not a TV movie, Real Genius, which starred Val Kilmer. And it was about this young kid who got into college early and he was really smart and he helped create this like device for the military essentially but i also got a little bit of lucas vibes which is a film from i think like the 80s with charlie sheen about this really smart kid who kind of gets into football and then at the same time kind of going with that rudy a little bit about a underdog who goes into football even though our main character charlie isn't necessarily on the hockey team right they give him like a jersey and everything. It's kind of like representative. Hey, you're part of the team kind of thing. But those are the vibes that I was getting. And then there's one other vibe that I got. But I'll get into that once we get into their whole gravitonium or okay. whatever that is. And you may be able to figure it out by the time we get there. But we'll see. So let's talk about the movie a little bit. So start off, we see our our genius kid, Charlie, who's playing hockey on the, on the ice, ice rink. rink. That is... Mm-hmm. Dad owns, from yeah, what I gathered. Yeah, from what I gathered, too. And once again, as soon as it opened, I was like, wait, I do know this movie. <laughs> There's going to be a problem with the ice rink at some point, which ends there up happening. Was, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that ice rink, but it was an ice rink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I remember seeing that, and I was just like, oh, I do know this movie. This was a decom? Like, that, <laughs> that was my first two, like, thoughts. <laughs> And his dad's like, I need you to help me with the Zamboni, which is the thing that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. polishes the Polish ice. ice yeah. And Charlie, just to start off by showing how smart he is, has created a device that... that Instantly uh, polishes the rink. Exactly. And it's kind of one of those uh, movie... What's the word I'm looking for? One of those movie tropes, if you will, to show how smart someone is within a few seconds you make them say a bunch of big words at one time yeah. and have someone who's not smart say right. well, uh english, english. yeah yeah <laughs> very big trope and so charlie's like i need to go because i'm gonna go play some street hockey mm-hmm. so he goes to play street hockey and he sees all the kids that are playing and whatnot and he wants to join them so he finally convinces them to let him play with a puck that fr- frictionless puck Yes. Which makes everything frictionless so it slides easier. It's basically like the ice rink pucks. Right, exactly. There's no friction on ice rink. Right, exactly. And I'll get to one certain aspect with these kids a little later mm-hmm. once he starts putting into a plan. So I wanna, I'm going to ask you a question because something... Well, I'll get to it in a second. Okay. But... So he tries to tries to play with them, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, come." And then he starts being smart, and they're like, "Just, just sit down." Well, it's not the problem that he was smart; it's just that he was too talkative. Yes, yeah, but it's the fact that these kids don't necessarily understand what he's talking about, you know, because he's too smart for them, and so it doesn't help that he's talkative as well because he's nervous because he wants to make friends, and if you would just. Not talk. Yeah. <laughs> he can still be smart, just not talk a little bit. He'd be fine. But because he couldn't stop talking, they're like, just just go sit on the bench and then we'll we'll pull you in. 
but they never do. And he's just sitting there. Until night. Until night. And then everybody's gone. Yeah. I wonder how long he stayed there, though, until everybody left. You know what I mean? Yeah. I doubt the kids left right as night came. Right. I'm pretty sure they left way earlier. So how long did he have to sit on the bench and just sit there? Also, did someone steal his puck? Oh, yeah, it, he didn't was, have his he puck. He didn't have his puck with him. And no, actually, I, I think I do remember seeing the puck in the bag. It's like, wait, they didn't even... What? Maybe he has more than one puck. I don't know. But Maybe, but it, it's still the fact that... I guess they were trying to show how bad the kids were. Mm-hmm. I guess, maybe. But I, I remember thinking that he got up to leave, and I was like, wait, he doesn't have his puck with him. Did someone steal his puck? <laughs> so he goes home. He's a little upset. He creates a, a new hockey stick also while he's and there and that's never shown the rock hockey stick is never shown yeah for what it does yeah which it how did he describe it whenever it hits something it gives it more power or something and like that it continues bouncing back to back yeah yeah and so he hits the puck and it breaks his window but in all that we see yeah but in that scene we learn that charlie who is about 13 yeah i think they say he's like 12 actually well, I don't know if they ever say his age per se, but I know that the dad says that he's going to college about five years early. Oh, yeah. And so if you take into consideration that you go to college about 18-ish, five years, 13. So he's about 13, and we learned that he's gotten all these uh, college acceptance letters to Harvard, Big Princeton. Schools. Yeah. And Very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fancy schools? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ivy League. Mm-hmm. That's technically what they are, Ivy League. But he doesn't choose any of the Ivy League schools. He chooses Northern. Yeah, Northern. Uh, I think it's like Northern Washington or something like that. Northern... Some, it, but they call it Northern, Northern yeah. basically for short. And he decides to go there because there's he's a, a famous, professor. Yeah, scientist. Yes. And he's working with trying to control gravity, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like with a certain element. I'm pretty sure they called it like gravitonium or something to that effect. But he, Charlie, has been studying up on this professor, and the professor's name is Dr. Crickstein, which is a very kind of abnormal name, but I guess for an abnormal kind of person working with a gravity particle, you need an abnormal name. So Charlie decides to go there, and his dad's like, well, if you're sure about it, then I'm sure about it. So next thing we see is Charlie goes there, and we also learn that he has to teach class, too. Yep, that's that's part of part of his uh his scholarship. Yep. So he gets to he gets to the university, and the other reason he chose this university is because the there lab is a hockey rink above the lab. Correct. And he's like, yeah, I love hockey, and there's a lab right under it. Perfect. My, my two favorite things. What could be better? So he goes to the hockey rink, and while there, we see the team practicing, and the coach calls everyone in. And he's talking to him about... the power starts going down, too. Yes. Yes. Flashing. And some of the players are like, whoa, whoa, I thought they were going to kick out this this scientist guy and we were going to have the rink all to ourselves. And the coach says that they were going to... Until they got a brand new super genius youngster. Yep. And the the hockey guys are like, who is this, this... Doofus's name. I can't remember. They called him a. They called him a name. I can't remember what they called him. But they're basically like, "What's this Doofus's name?" And the the, the dean, dean, the dean of the college, goes Charlie Boyle. Like wrong place, wrong time. Like 
dang it, why'd you have to like call me out like that? And the Dean's talking to the to Charlie and everything about how he he's excited to have him there. Can't wait for Charlie and the professor to to figure out their thing and bring great acclaim to the university. And of course, all the the hockey players are looking at him because mm-hmm. they realize that it's Charlie's fault that they don't have the hockey ring to themselves. And the principal's like, everyone is so happy to have you here. And Charlie's like, not not those not, guys, not the hockey. And here's the the fact that the principal really just like loud caps the hockey team and is like, what, those guys? Psh, they can't win a hockey game. In fact, if they don't win the game against Rustin. The coach is going to get fired. The coach is going to get fired and we're going to kick out the team. We don't need them anymore. It's like, you're really just going to say that in front of the hockey team's like faces? So I love it. Uh, 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 close to the end, he changes his mind. Well, and I'll get to that too. So it's the fact that, from what I gather, I guess the hockey team hasn't won any games. From what I gather, because no, well, if they if they wouldn't have won any games, how the how could they? You know what I mean? I mean, we'll talk about it later once we get there. But if they haven't won any games. Then how did they get all the way to where they were? But that's that's the thing, the fact that if they've won games, if they've won games and not one specific game, which they, the the dean has called their rivals, why is the coach on the verge of being fired? Because they think it's because the dean wants a trophy bad, like really really bad. I I guess, and I I guess if they made the case to say that their rivals were the division champions, like every year that they played against them. Then I can understand it, but I don't think they ever they ever like specifically mentioned that fact. I was just assuming it was a a rival versus rival, and whoever wins against the rivals gets some kind of trophy between the two rivaling schools. None of that is stated, though. Either. I know. Yeah, exactly. So it's a little. It's just speculation. Here. Yeah, it, it but it still blows my mind with the fact that the dean's just like, yeah, if they don't win the game against this one team, they're out. they're all out. Hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. So Charlie ends up going downstairs. He gets introduced to Dr. Kirk Crick ah, Crick Stein. I'm gonna butcher that name so many times because it's so weird to say. And they the the professor mm-hmm. the professor shows Charlie around the lab and everything, and you can see Charlie's a little underwhelmed. Yeah, uh, I mean he did assume that it was going to be more high tech. Yes. Because of the professor, Crickstein. Yes. And his reputation. Yes. He has a very highly regarded reputation, apparently. Yeah. And the doctor, professor, he explains that he can see on Charlie's face that Charlie's not happy. But it's not necessarily the doctor's fault. It's just the funding hasn't come in because he's been in a bit of a, a stalemate. Slump. Yeah, a, a slump. little slump because he hasn't been able to figure out this whole gravity thing. But with him and Charlie together, no problem. They can do it easily enough. And that particle accelerator looks kind of dumpy too. Compared yeah. to the ones I've seen in other stuff. It it sound whenever it runs, it sounds like a, a car, car on yeah. its last yeah. leg. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just squealing. <laughs> exactly. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and Charlie he finally, you know, he he understands. Alright, cool, yeah, together. We can do this. And now he's going to go meet his roommate. And he's really excited to meet his roommate because he's like, my, my roommate sounds really nice. He said, the left side is his and all the drinks in the fridge are his. 
but see you later, dude. dude. <laughs> and then Preston's like, you're excited just because he said dude? He called me dude! <laughs> so apparently Charlie's just excited to have a friend. That's what it all is. And he gets to the the dorm, the dorm room. Finds out that it's the hockey player. Yep. Who wasn't too thrilled about him coming over here. Yep, exactly. Because with Charlie there, they don't get the hockey ring to themselves. And, and apparently he moved out after seeing Charlie, though. Well, that's what I'm confused about. Because they show that the the dorm room is cleared out to where he's the hockey player's not in there anymore. But he still shows up in the dorm room. So I'm confused as to whether he actually moved out or if he just moved it to another area in the dorm room. Like maybe there's another maybe room. Is. Maybe he moved in one of his friends who didn't have a roommate. I, I mean, that's possible too. Because it, it was very... Because then it also shows that he... It was he, very sudden. Yeah. Yeah. There was no showing him move a box into a different room or anything. Right. And I, I guess that was for... for Charlie mainly, and since we're following Charlie, it was for us as well, for the sudden shock to show that because of Charlie's smarts, he doesn't have any friends kind of thing. But it was, yeah, it was just weird because they don't show him moving out, but they still show him in the dorm rooms having like parties and stuff like that. And then even later on, we see him moving like back in. So did he live there? Did he not live there? What's going on? But that first initial contact, you know, Charlie sees that his roommate's the hockey player. And then that moves us into the principal, or sorry, the dean, Mm -hmm. bringing Charlie to his class, which is a physics class. And I don't know who it's more awkward for. Is it more awkward for Charlie, who's a 13-year-old teaching probably, what, sophomore juniors in college physics? Well, I'd say if you're a genius, you don't really care about awkward situations. I mean, I I guess it's... Well, Charlie does want friends, but... right. Still, I wouldn't be more... I don't know. I think if I were a genius, I wouldn't care because I'm smarter than everybody else, you know? It's very true. And then I would, if I was in that class, I'd be like, I'm, I'm, I, I, can't. I can't. I can't do this. I'm too embarrassed. This little kid is way smarter than me. So you're thinking it's more embarrassing, for for, or more awkward, I should say, for the college students? Yes. And you see, I can see that because as soon as he opens the door, there there were some looks of dumbfoundedness, if you will. And people that are like, oh no. Because uh, I think one of the guys was the, the manager of the hockey team. And whenever Charlie walked in, he was like shaking a pin or whatever with his hands. And then he just like dropped Stop, the pin. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Charlie's Charlie's teaching his class. And as he's writing his name on the board, who's in there? The star hockey player. Star hockey player. Throws, his roommate. What does he throw? I, Is that ice filled like dirt or something? See... I don't 100% know because it it almost looked like like paper, like a mashed up paper ball kind of thing that was all wet and nasty that he threw at the board. So like a huge spitball? Essentially. That's kind of what it looked like to me. But it could have been a snowball. could have been mixed with dirt and everything. A lot of things. It, it just, it, it looked more spitballish to me, just large amounts. Yeah. Okay. So I almost imagine that they just got a bunch of, like, a big paper wad together and just got it really wet, and then they threw it at the board. But where were they hiding that thing? (laughs) And why would they, like, have it in the first place? Would they just automatically assuming that the teacher would be bad or something? See, here's the thing that blows my mind. So whether or not it was Charlie 
Were they still planning on doing this? And the fact that they need this course, you know, to pass. To, to pass to pass and continue on with college and to graduate eventually. Or even play their own sports, you know? Exactly. And instead of just paying attention in class, the the hockey star, he's like, I'm going to be here to disrupt your class. Okay, you you still need to pass it. Are you, You're not going to be able to play hockey. You're not going to be able to graduate. And he even brings it up whenever he moves back in later on. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get, to that, we'll get to that soon enough. But the fact that it almost seems like they were going to do this either way. Mm-hmm. Seems kind of... Foolhardy? Foolish? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? Anyhow. Uh, while Charlie is... Or after that incident, I should say. Charlie goes back to his dorm. And that's when we see that the hockey player has moved out. Mm-hmm. And there's also a party kind of going on... Outside. Outside yeah. in, I guess, the common area. Yeah. And once again, as this is going on, I'm just like having flashbacks like, I know this scene. I know this scene. I know this scene. And I'm assuming it's, I know it's after that, but I'm assuming he's going on his way to the lab. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Because he meets uh, the coach's daughter. Right. I just wasn't sure if he was going to the lab or if he was planning on going to like uh, practicing. Actually, he might have actually been going to work out. That's right. He did say he was going to go work out. And on his way to work out, he hears... Some noises come from the, the hockey rink. He goes and checks it out. And there's Emmy Rossum's character, Claire, over there doing figure skating. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I love how whenever she's... And once again, another scene that whenever it's playing out, I was like, I remember this thing. <laughs> I love how whenever she finishes, she sees Charlie and she's like, oh, I didn't knew, I didn't realize anybody was watching. And all Charlie does is nods his head. Uh-huh. Doesn't say anything, just nods his head. <laughs> So she skates on over and asks what his name is. And he's replaying everything everybody said, especially the doctor for some reason. The doctor put something in his head that you don't just continue one experiment, you change it up. Yep, and honestly, every scientist kind of knows that because I think it's actually a famous quote from a scientist that you can't do the same experiment experiment. expecting a different result. Exactly. And all Charlie's been doing is being a smart self and trying to get friends and, and girls, and it hasn't worked out to us. But did he really have to change that much and change his name? All he had to do was hold back on the intellectual intellectual speech. Well, I think this is where Mike, who is the star hockey player's name, I think this is where Mike's comment comes into play, that he was overthinking it. Because mm-hmm. Mike tells him not to I overthink, mean, just guess, do. It makes sense with the character, because he's a brainiac. He... Obviously, he's overthinking everything. Exactly. And so, if being smart and and knowledgeable and not being able to shut up isn't working for you, what's the exact opposite of that? Being a bad boy with a completely different name. Also, it, I can understand why he gave a different name, because if, if Claire looks up <clears throat> Charlie... Right. She's going to find that he's in college and that he's actually a professor, technically. Yes. Yeah. And he's super smart with a high IQ. Of... Who knows? Yeah, exactly. So Charlie decides to give Claire the name of Chaz. And Claire's like, where are you from? And he says Chicago. Now I'm curious to whether that's true or not. Because I I thought that he lived in the state. I'm pretty sure he lives in... I don't know what state it is. Right. Because that's what I thought it was. I thought it was 
Like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because I'm pretty sure he lives in the same state that he's the college is at. Mm-hmm. Because uh, his interaction with his dad earlier with the colleges, yeah, 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 it just seemed like it's like, oh, you really want to go here over still in the state? Like, yeah, he yeah, just, that's he made him seem like it's still in the state, right? That that's that's the the way I was interpreting it because mm-hmm. it's almost like. So for us, we're here in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. It'd be like someone trying to choose between going to UL, a local college in, in Lafayette, or going to, I don't know, University of Texas yeah, or something yeah. like that. Or, or, or whatever. Yeah. But that's that's how I interpret it, that this North Northwestern, no, wait, I forgot the name of the college North. already. Northern. Northern. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot the name <laughs> of the college. Dang it. But that's what I assumed is that this college was local to him and that he was in the state mm-hmm. okay because that's that, what i got too okay good because that's gonna be a key to something else i'm gonna bring up once charlie goes to the, the school okay. so he says you know he's out of he's from chicago and claire goes oh so you're new here where do you go to school and he he goes uh where do you go to school <laughs> and so she tells him frank franklin or whatever yeah, junior high frank, or whatever junior high, yeah. and so charlie's like what a coincidence. Well, I go I, there, I, too. I, I go there, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess I'll be seeing you around. And they split ways. And the first thing Charlie goes to do... starts hacking the computer, basically. Hacks him his chest. Yep. And goes, Franklin. And signs up for everything. Yep. <laughs> but here's the thing. When the principal asked to see the parent on the first day of, like, tra- like paperwork and everything... Not necessarily. Because, I mean... Think about High School Musical, right? Right. Whenever Gabriella, I think it's her first day. I don't think the mom necessarily goes with her to see the. That's high school. Well, high school, junior high, it's the same thing. You don't necessarily, you don't, your parent doesn't necessarily need to bring you there to talk to the principal. Paperwork too. Well, that's why he did it online. It was done online. Okay. Okay. I mean, it happens. It happens a lot of times. Okay. And most of the time, if there's something else that paperwork needs to be filled out or whatever, they'll usually just send it home with the kid. For the parent to finish and then bring home. Well, it could have been solved that the prince would just ask to see the parent. That's true, but I don't think this is necessarily a problem per se. I mean, it ends up becoming a problem. For him, at least. But it's the solutions that are mind-boggling to me, and we'll get to that soon. <laughs> but Charlie, as Chaz, walks into school. Obviously, he needs his glasses because he can't read what's on the papers that he's with his like class assignments and he ends up almost basically running into a staircase <laughs> but he walks into class and of course he has his first idiot oh. i was gonna say idiot kind of oh. situation where his jacket gets stuck in the door now he has take a seat and he doesn't move because hey, he, cool. he can't yeah take your seat or you go go to the principal's office and he's he finally gets unstuck, walks out, walks right back in. I'm just playing. I'm really going to say Yeah, he was like, th- I guess it was his, his smartness that he was like, this will be this will be a cool moment. Because at first he's freaking out because he's like, oh no, this is an embarrassing moment. Mm-hmm. Which I was kind of cringing at that moment too. Because I was like, that was oh. very Because he's not saying anything. Yeah. He's just standing there and she's like, take your seat. The teacher is. And he's he's just not moving. He's not telling her what's happening. He just He's just standing there. Mm-hmm. And whenever she's like, take your seat or you can take a seat outside the principal's office that's where he's like smart thinking where he i guess he was just like oh cool moment he goes to walk out 
I'm just kidding. I'm a kidder. And he kind of takes a page out of Mike's book right. where the teacher's like, I'm going to be here all semester teaching you. And he's like, I'm going to be here all semester disrupting this class. Yep. But it's another moment where he kind of takes so long to get there that it feels like it'd be like an awkward moment. Yeah. Like you're, you should say that right after she says what she says instead of taking like a five second pause. Well, he does. I believe he just he looks around, right? Yeah. And yeah. And he's like... I'm gonna be disrupting this class, and that's what that's what I feel would make it awkward. But everyone laughs instead. Now, like every moment though, everything he does, everybody laughs. I know. Even the honor students like, ha 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 ha, so funny. Yes. And I almost feel like that's a case of the fact that he's the new student, and they're just kind of like laughing because he's the new student, sort of thing. Because who's cooler than the, who's cooler than the new student? Usually, no one. Usually, the new student isn't cool at all. Well, I guess there's that way to look at it too. I was kind of looking at it in the in the sense of the new guy with DJ Quails. Okay. Where? Okay. Somehow, Charlie got the same information that the new guy got about being cool. the badass, be the cool guy whenever you first walk he in. He must have watched the new guy. It's like the only thing he didn't get was the crazy eyes, right? Yeah, that's right. Got it. Got to do crazy eyes. Ooh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Now, here's what I want to bring up. One of the guys, whenever he first is down in that first class, the guy who's sitting behind him. Mm-hmm. Is it just me? Are you saying that he looks like the guy in the uh, at this beginning? Yes. But whenever he, he goes to play, whenever he goes to play street hockey, right? He looks sort of like it, but if he was exactly the same guy, then obviously he would have said, "Hey, weren't you the kid, the genius well, guy?" That, that's that's what I'm getting at. Well, that, also, if it was the same guy, I'm pretty sure the guy who was sitting behind him was a complete idiot. Because well, at the end, we see him talking. Yeah. I mean, you, you do you do have a very good point there. It just... The fact that Charlie felt he needed to, first of all, change his name. Mm-hmm. And then his attitude, which obviously the attitude kind of had to change to but fit not, his not character. Good, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. But then also... Changed the way he looks by not wearing his glasses. Which, that's not... I mean, his look didn't really change all that much. That's true, but it's it's kind of like, like Superman. Clark, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like Clark Clint. And, okay, I know most people make fun of that fact that it's just glasses. And literally, if you just put I glasses mean, on... I in real life, in real life, if someone just put glasses on and you're looking to them straight, you'd be able to tell who it was. Oh, yeah. But what I'm getting at is... If you're used to seeing someone wear glasses all the time, if you see them without glasses once, they look weird and like a different person. And I know this because I have a bunch of friends mm-hmm. and coworkers that I've known who 90% of the time I've seen them with glasses on, prescription glasses. And if I've seen a picture of them or seen them in real life without their glasses just one time, I'm like, who are you? Huh? I've never seen you before. <laughs> Who's this person? That's not you. Give them out. Give them out. Give them out. Exactly. So, even though it is a Clark Kent Superman thing, it would make sense why no one can recognize him with him without glasses. But still, I feel like this this one kid should have known it was him. If it, if maybe. it is him at the beginning. Right, 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 right. And this is also assuming that Charlie is from the same state that this college is in and this junior high is right. in. Also... Where did Charlie go to school before going to college? 
because they never well, kind of even touch sure on that either. College, well, I don't know where he went to school at, but pretty sure the college is quite a ways away. Same state, just uh, like an hour or two away. I mean, I was assuming it was... Because if it was like... Then, I mean, his dad could visit him more often. Oh, wait, you you mean from where, where Charlie lived? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I know that's the ways... Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't so know that. So his uh, school is obviously near his house. Right. I, for a second, I thought you were talking about the school that he goes to as Chaz. No. Yeah, because I was going to say... I, the, the, the school that he goes to as Chaz is probably close to, right. to the okay. yeah, college. Yeah. Yes, because they I mean, show him like going back and forth like on foot. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, that makes sense. So he has that, that first class. And then he ends up going to the science class, right? Mm-hmm. Where he continues to... I don't want to say like necessarily make a fool of himself, but being the class clown, mm-hmm. if you will. Because the teacher is talking about the earth and the sun and it's And then he circling. corrects him. Yes. He's like, oh, I just heard it from a, a nerd, you know, a, yeah. a nerd and uh, yeah. And once again, the way he talks about, you know, being up on a nerd and the nerd gave him the whole, it's actually an elliptical orbit or something like that. That's a bit of a cringe. Um, I'm gonna admit, like whenever he was talking, I was like, "Just stop, just stop, Please stop, yeah." yeah. <laughs> this movie gave me so many cringes; it was like unreal. <laughs> like I said, I think this one's definitely the cringe master I, right now. It's the cringe master. Who knows if we'll have any other cringier? Yep. <laughs> uh, and so he he's trying, and the whole reason he's doing this. We should point out is because he wants to get close to Claire because he he is infatuated with her. One look, one look was all it did. Yeah, it was like seeing an angel for the first time. Um, <laughs> but he tries to get advice from from the doctor mm-hmm. and everything. And the doctor says, "How would I know?" Basically, he's like, "How would I know? I'm all I'm here all day, twenty four seven, twenty four seven. You know, yeah, I have no social skills." And he even asked the doctor if he ever had a girlfriend. The doctor explains to him about having, about creating basically a, a robot yeah. uh-huh. that he became close to. <laughs> and Charlie's like, please tell me you're joking. And he's like, we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> but that gave me, even though I know it's not, but have you ever seen Her with Joaquin Phoenix? I've seen a little bit, a little bit, not totally. Well, in Her, Joaquin, he like works for this, I think cell phone company mm-hmm. and it creates a, uh, an AI like Siri sort of. And he becomes infatuated with her and they kind of start dating, even though they can't have a physical relationship, they have a relationship of sorts. And so whenever the doctor's talking about making the robot and that oh, became his girlfriend, be like, I don't know what it was. It was an old time movie and it was the people who created actual woman. Oh, we talking about weird science. Something like, yeah, probably that. It was back when you lived with us. You would watch these movie, old time movies, and I'm pretty sure it was Weird Science. It's probably Weird Science. There's also another one on Netflix that was on Netflix. That was sort of like real science, Weird Science, where they created someone. It was I don't know what it was called though. Not like how to build a boy or whatever, or build no, a better boy or something that. like that. It wasn't that. Or I boy. I don't know. I've that? I think I've seen something on Netflix. I haven't actually watched it, but I've seen. It was two guys building a girl. Oh. Not two, not girls building a guy. It was... Oh. 
I don't know what that would be then. I, if it wasn't Weird Science, at least. Oh, well, I know it was one of them in Weird I, Science, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there is a different movie that was like that. But Interesting. Continue. With Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, as the story progresses, we see Charlie come up with the idea mm-hmm. from his dad. Because he, he kind of go, goes to his dad for some advice because he's saying that, you know, sc- you know school's fine. The experiments that he's working with, the doctor, they're fine. He's having trouble so with, with a girl. With a girl and, and the people in his class. Yes. It was like, well, it was me teaching the class. I would just give them Fs. Or make them get tutors. Make them get tutors. And as soon as the dad says tutors, he's like, oh, that's it. That's I got genius. it. You're a genius. And his dad's like, must run in the family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives, that gives Charlie the idea to fail classes mm-hmm. and then go up to Claire to get her to tutor him. You know, it actually works pretty well. Yeah. Now, whenever whenever he goes up to Claire mm-hmm. to ask her to tutor him, Claire sits down with another girl, which I'm assuming is, I guess, her best friend, even though we never really see her. We never even see anybody interact except those. But it's really funny because... Claire and the girl sit down mm-hmm. to eat, and it's like as soon as Charlie comes over, the girl's like, well, bye. <laughs> and I feel like it was just a thing that the director was like, like, she's an extra, right? Mm-hmm. And the director was like, all right, as soon as he sits down, get up and go, because he needs to, we need to do stuff with that seat. Because as soon as she's gone, Charlie goes to walk around, and then Claire drops food on the seat, mm-hmm. some type yeah, of food. Yeah, But... <laughs> It, I don't know. It was, I just thought it was ridiculous because, like, as as soon as he walked over, the the, the extra, extra gets away. up and walks away. <laughs> okay, <laughs> doesn't even give a reason why. Like, doesn't scoff or anything. Just gets up, walks away. <laughs> I love awkward things like that in, the, in in these types of movies. So it continues on. Claire's tutoring Charlie Jazz, and apparently they're having lots of fun. So yes, it must be the tutoring must be going well. Yes. Also. I'm not going to say that this is my favorite decom. It's oh, not. It's not. But it's definitely jumped up into like my favorites of decoms. The top 10? Mainly because uh-huh. the present that Charlie gives Claire mm-hmm. whenever they go to her house. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what the present was? Oh, it's Backstreet Boys. That's right. It was a Backstreet Boys CD. And this goes to my... My thing that I keep on telling you, I can remember watching Disney Channel and they would play music videos. Like and I remember seeing like Thriller and everything. Backstreet Boys, and I, I half expected them to put on the CD I wish or play it. It would have been good if they did. I was expecting it, but to go with my whole thing, I remember seeing I can't remember which Backstreet Boys song it was, but I was I would be watching Disney Channel and they would play a Backstreet Boys music video. Oh, it was a uh, Show Me the Meaning. Show me the meaning of being lonely. I remember seeing the first time I saw the video on Disney Channel. I remember it. Oh man, chills. Oh, but <laughs> it's in that moment that we learn who Claire really is. She's the daughter of the coach at the hockey team at the university. Ooh, and another cringe moment. Where Claire's like, oh, you want to see my dad? Hey, dad, come see. And he puts the mask on, and he runs inside, and drops the mask, and goes. <laughs> I love, I do love how they kind of reference Friday the 13th, because he puts on the hockey mask, and he's like, I'm Jason, uh, Friday the 13th, port this, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like <laughs> yeah. saying like gibberish, and then he just, oh, gotta go, bye. <laughs> 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 oh, 
God, it's so ridiculous. And all Claire can say is, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And of course, Charlie has to apologize for that because you just basically made an ass of yourself in front of her dad. Mm -hmm. Jesus. And we see that, you know, Charlie and the doctor are still trying to figure out their experiment and everything. And... Oh, how, how does this lead to? I'm trying to think. What did they talk about? Anything important? Is that where they did the music, or did it come after that? It come after that, I believe. Okay, so you know he he. I think at that moment he's just you know talking about their his goings on with Claire and whatnot and this and the other. We also see that in the classroom things still haven't improved because Mike at one point, goes up to the board to solve a problem, quote-unquote, and instead of solving the problem... He makes a person. Yeah, makes a drawing of Charlie himself. And so Charlie just responds with, oh, ha, 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 very funny. You big jerk. Yeah, I thought you were cool. And he rushes off. Yeah. Because a lot of the... A lot of the ideas he had... For Chaz was Mike. Yes, exactly. He would kind of just copy and paste sort of thing. Monkey see, monkey do. Which we'll get into that meaning in a minute. Um, (laughs) And then we see Claire and Charlie and a bunch of other kids all playing hockey Hockey. Mm -hmm. with their friends and everything. And in the process of doing this, Charlie looks over at one point and sees this... This is a kid that basically reminds him of himself Yeah, sitting on the bench lonely. So he goes over and says, go ahead, go ahead. I'm tired, I'm tired. Yeah. Now... Even though I had seen this before and I was remembering a bunch of stuff, I was actually worried for a second that he would be like all the other bullies for a second. And just ignore and continue? Yeah. Or, if not that, be, I guess, more hateful, I guess, towards the bully. That's almost what I thought would happen, but I'm really glad that it ended up being the other way and he showed his kindheartedness and that, you know, I was in that position kind of thing. Whatever. And that leads Claire to say that Charlie's not as tough-skinned as he leads everyone on to be. And then they get up and they start skating around. And Charlie's like, so did you learn that skating from your dad? Mm-mm. And I love the part where she's like, no, I learned this from my dad. And pushes him. Yep. yep. <laughs> and then she's like, no, I learned the figure skating from her mom. And I love the story that she tells about seeing her mom figure skate. Because that's actually a very beautiful story. And about how... She, her mom was never the best, but then in the middle of doing her performance for these judges and everything, it started to snow, and then... The light shined down on her. Yeah, and then the mom went from being just an ordinary figure skater to being basically a ballerina in the snow globe, which I was like, that's like a, that's a very beautiful kind of story. Memory, too. Yeah, oh, for Especially sure. Especially if she was there watching. Oh, yeah. And I also love, and I think this happens before... He, Charlie starts to get tutored, but it's kind of went in at the same time. It's another incident in the, the science, science lab. Where he uses a remote control on the skeleton. Yes. Now, I do like how, for the most part, this skeleton was like the tapping and the turning around. Uh-huh. But then as soon as the dance was like, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you had to know at some point we were going to get some kind of CGI thing right you had to know it well i mean 
I mean, obviously, because this guy is a genius, and obviously they're trying to lift up gravity and stuff. Right, right, right. But this one was... <sighs> I just... I, just <laughs> <laughs> I do love how it starts off with the skeleton tapping, tapping the shoulder, yeah. and there's the bunny ears behind the professor, and the prof- the professor thinks everyone's laughing at a joke that he made. <laughs> and then it the camera does like a, a two-person mm-hmm. kind of frame, and we like you said, we see the, the skeleton t- start to dance... Which it was now the dancing, just the the cha cha, basically like huh? Just the skeleton even starts to twerk at one point. I don't know if you noticed that. <sighs> that was just over the top, especially when it's like dancing just slowly, and then it starts ramping up, turns around, and just jigs all over the place. I'm just like, no, 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 too much, too much. Also, I get that whenever you're controlling a skeleton with a basically like a NASCAR remote control. Yeah, it's kind of keep focus on that, but no one noticed the teacher going around the back side of the class to find out who had the remote. Well, here's the thing. Also, the teacher didn't even notice that there was a student holding a yeah pretty massive remote. This remote was pretty big. That's very true too, actually. <laughs> so he had to go all the way around just to find the one person with the remote. I mean, that that all remote was, and there's a huge oh, yeah. antenna too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I guess that's what you get for 90s ridiculousness. And that's when the teacher says that he he wants Chaz mm-hmm. to see someone his own age who's also so very smart. smart. So he informs the class mm-hmm. that they are taking a field trip to the university where they are going to meet Charlie. And so that leads Charlie to be like, Oh shit! I have to go. See back. this at this point. Whenever he goes talk to a uh, professor, oh, Doctor uh, Crickstein. Crickstein. I thought that purple potion was going to be a cloning potion. See, that's not what I thought. See, I, I thought because we were talking about this last week, <clears throat> and like maybe it's sort of like the other me. I was like, mm, okay. And then when I saw it, I was like, is it going to be like a cloning situation here? See, whenever I was watching the movie, I didn't think that. Like, I, I knew what it, what it was going to be. Prior to watching it, like, if you go to if you go to the Disney Plus app, yeah, and, and you, you click on it, it you, vial, he has the, the purple potion. And you see, like, a little blur between two. Uh-huh. And I was like... See, so what I thought, prior to rewatching it, what I thought the purple thing did was kind of a... A... Oh, what's it called? What's the name of that movie with Eddie Murphy? Um, Nutty Professor. I thought it was a, I thought it was a Nutty so Prefer- this, Professor sort of thing. So the other guy would be evil, basically, like evil, because technically the skinny one was kind of a douche. Well, I mean, yeah, not really I, evil, I, but jerk. He was a big old jerk. Yeah, it was just another personality of the person who drinks the potion, and so that's what I thought. That's why I thought it was you know smart person, jerky. Okay personality version person so same person just a different personality yes and i saw I, that's what i thought the purple potion was going to be prior to watching no. but once it got to that point i knew that that it was going to be, be that yeah because the, the the doctor himself even says that be careful with the purple thing because it'll turn you 50 different shades of purple hmm. <laughs> and i love what they do with them so they put the purple all on him. He's all purpley and whatnot. He decides to disguise his voice by making it all gravelly. Yeah, and... yeah exactly. 
And he just has the professor give a speech. Basically. Speech, yeah. While he runs to take off the purple stuff and get, and get back to see. Yes. <laughs> and the teacher mm-hmm. of the science class, he says that since, you know, Charlie isn't feeling well, he'll just talk to the dean about and rescheduling. And the doctor's so like, like, oh, no, 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 no. I'll get Charlie. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so, so he has to run back. He's like, what are you doing to me, doctor? Starts put up. I like the doctor's explanation because I was like, the doctor has to know like this, this isn't going to work because, right. you know, this whole thing. But the doctor's explanation for it is that we don't want this to happen again. We're just right. going to do it right do now, it now and get it over, over with. with. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then Charlie says, give me a push. What is this doctor thinking? Because this, this well, doctor. Why, why would Charlie even ask to get pushed? Obviously, physically, they can see that his leg is hurt. Right, right, right. But no, his arms are working. Like, his arms are working perfectly fine. How do you get out there in the first place, you know? He definitely rolled himself the first time. But I guess what he wanted was the doctor, like, like push him push on, on stage. stage yeah. But what is this doctor doing? Like, he he just, like, launches him across the stage. Yeah. And once again, that was another moment where I just, like, I just closed my eyes. I was like, oh, no, what are you doing? <laughs> And of course, the only person to go and help is Claire. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was going to be at that moment. I thought she would kind of reveal that she likes smart guys more than mm-hmm. than jerky guys. But you know that that didn't come out. To no, 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 no. But he almost got caught. Yes, he did almost get caught. <laughs> but all that funness aside, we eventually get to Charlie and the doctor in the lab, mm-hmm. and. They're celebrating because, you know, everything's going great for for Charlie and whatnot. The the girl mm-hmm. is liking him. And also, I think prior to this happening as well, Mike has come back to the, the dorm room. And asked him for help. Yes. He's asked he's asked Charlie for help. And Charlie's astonished by this. Because in Charlie's mind, Mike has everything that a person wants. You know, he has mm-hmm. he has the looks, he has the the fame, if you will. He has women. And women. <laughs> he had to say women twice. He had to say women twice. And Mike's like, yeah, you know, I have all that, but if I, I don't we will job though. Yeah. You know, if, and if I if I don't pass these classes, then I'm gonna be stuck doing, you know, construction. And I don't wanna do that. And Charlie's like, seems like a, a nice trade off. <laughs> he also didn't want to lose his uh his hockey stuff. Yes, his hockey, his playing, his scholarships, everything. And so, Charlie tutors him. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's going great. And whenever they're all, se- whenever the doctor and Charlie are celebrating together, because all these good things are happening for Charlie, they put on some music, mm-hmm. they start dancing, and what happens? The graviton machine, the accelerator starts beeping, notifying them that the graviton is working. Yes, yes. And so they realize it's because they needed they needed sound. Because they, they were doing everything else with their experiments. They just weren't implementing the sound but waves. But they still haven't learned how to make people float. Not yet. But that'll come soon enough. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out how to kind of separate. Or how they work, technically. Because they can separate easily by turning off, I don't know what they use. The switch? Oh, yeah, some kind of switch. We'll wait to that in a second. Because that happens after this first hockey game. So we have our first hockey game first, right? And the friends and Claire are inviting Charlie to go with them. Mm-hmm. And Claire's like, my dad, my dad will drive us. It's, it's cool. And Charlie's like, I, I can't. 
And at the same time, the professor is going off to some kind of well, they, meeting they, thing. Yeah, because of the uh, the, the ball. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, because of the graviton that they, right, they yeah. figured out. As the doctor decides to go away, Charlie says, says that I'm, I'm going to stay here and get some work done. And yeah. he also gets a present from Mike. The yes. jersey. Yes. So the, the doctor leaves. Charlie's working on the experiments with the graviton. So he wants to do some more things mm-hmm. with it. And Mike comes in. And gives him a jersey to say thank you. Mm-hmm. And it even has Charlie's last name on it, which is actually really cool. You know? How many people how many people have gone to college and wanted a jersey of their college's team? Mm-hmm. I think that's actually pretty cool. With their own name on it. And I mean, I think you can get it, you know? But it needs to be like a legit thing. Yeah. Which is awesome. And the team all starts playing. And this is the moment where ADSC really strikes. And I understand, you know, whenever you're really focused on something, you're not thinking about other things. But the Charlie, hockey game's going. Yeah. Charlie and, gets distracted by the hockey game. Yes, because he hears he's, the buzzers going off, and he's like, I need to see it. While he's messing with the particle accelerator. Uh-huh. Switches it on so he can mess with the graviton. And then runs up to see what the game's going on because it's bothering him so much that he yep. can't watch it. And as soon as he leaves, the graviton thing because starts of the buzzer. Yeah. The buzzer's it's honestly probably because of all the sounds, to be honest with you, because it's really loud above the, the ice rink. But also, uh, it's not very good because he's got a whole bunch of friends that know him by two different names. Yeah. I just love how his his rationale is that he's only going to be up for five minutes, and no one's going to see him anyway. What are you talking about? It's a stadium full of people. At some point, someone's going to see you. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> So he goes up, he goes upstairs, and his glasses fog, so he goes to take those off. And, and two of his friends see him, and they're like, hey, come join us up here. And already this five minutes has turned into way too long, because also the graviton machine's still going off, and he's not getting back to check on this. So he goes to sit down with his friends, and then who sees him? Claire, from downstairs. And then Claire's trying to get her dads to notice him. Hey, dad, look, look, look what's going on? Like, uh, I'm paying attention to the game, honey. Uh, and then finally, as soon as he looks... Chaz or Charlie hits the ground and he's like, "What? What's going on?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. So Charlie tries to get away and he tries to get back down to his lab, but who catches him? The principal or the dean, I should say, the dean. And he tells the dean, "Oh, I have a, I have a, uh, I have science stuff to do. I got a uh, experiment." Yeah, experiment. And this is the other thing that ticked me off. So he tells the dean that he's in the middle of an experiment that he has to get back to, and the and dean's if like, "If he doesn't hurry, it could go bad." Yeah, yeah. And what's the dean say? Ooh, yes, we'll say it's a very, very, very important, important experiment. Very scientific. Very, very, very good. Right. And instead of letting Charlie go to deal with the experiment, he says, come on, let's go. And they sit down right by the team. <laughs> Here's the thing. They don't even talk to anybody on the way there. Right, right. They just sit by the team. And this is where everything, also something goes bad. Claire sees him mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, look, Dad, there's uh, Chaz. And the dad looks. Oh, the guy over there by the by the dean. Yeah, that no, that, that's Charlie. Yeah, Charlie Boyle. Yeah, and so Claire's trying to figure out her head, and she finally realizes, oh, you know, because yeah, he lied to me because she realized back to whenever Charlie put on the the hockey mask, he was trying to hide his face from the dad because the dad would know. And so she confronts Charlie about it, and in her mind, Charlie was doing it to Just get a laugh. laugh. Yeah, because yeah. it was like a, a an experiment almost of uh, what an average person would do and she's like how funny was it of me trying to tutor you which is actually whenever you think about it you know she she had the mic kind of reasoning but 
she didn't understand what he. But and also, honestly, how much tutoring was going on in those scenes, though? I don't it know. Didn't, it didn't look like they were actually working. It just looked like they had a lot of fun. That's very true. But honestly, if Charlie would just tell the truth, it wouldn't have gotten. A... Yeah, but he's got a genius. He's going to overthink things. So while she's like, "You lied to me," he's going to be like. She says, she says, why, why did you do this? Or something, she, she basically asks why. And all Charlie responds with is because I'm a lying jerk or something, yeah. or something to that effect. Tell her, tell her that you liked her and you, and you wanted friends also. Yeah. And that you felt that being the smart person that you are hasn't worked for you. So you thought to try something else. That's all That's all he has to say, but he doesn't say it because he's a, idiot and then the part of accelerator starts messing the ice yep and, uh, starts wow. breaking the ice apart because he didn't go back to it because his five minutes turned into probably like 30 minutes yeah, <laughs> and the ice starts breaking apart so everyone has to get off the ice and it's uh, it's so annoying so they have to suspend the game also the the team was actually winning too yes i think they were up one nothing well here's the thing too it's because charlie gave them a way to get around the rumps and dumps and or whatever it's called rumps yeah and yeah so, because the Rumson Bumson always gets the main player. Yes, they they they, they trick the uh, them by putting in the equipment manager for the place of Mike. That's correct. So the other team known as Runsome, they have, like Kyle said, Runsome Bumsome or whatever whatever their trick play is. And so the way it works is the Runsome team they, they distract they hit the hit the ref. Yeah, they distract the ref, and then while the ref is distracted, their two other players hit the star player. Of the other team. And first of all, the fact that one of the hockey players hits the ref, I'm pretty sure that would immediately put that player in the penalty box. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. I haven't also, played all that much hockey. Now, now, if you play, I've seen obviously goon and whatnot, mm-hmm. but when players fight, they they actually fist fight. I right, mean, right, it's right. really, yeah. it's. I mean, that's what I get from hockey. I don't know too much about actual hockey. I'm pretty sure that's something that actually. Oh, yeah. Do. No, I know, I know that definitely happens because. That everyone kind of looks forward to that sometimes. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bloody sport so sometimes. So why would they just throw down if someone hits? You know. Well, it's the fact that it's also it's the fact that the See, player hits a ref, and then the two yeah. like they disable the other player by hitting him from two sides. So it's not. Yeah, much but I don't know do. what also what leads up to them fist fighting. I don't know if they have to do a certain thing before they start fist fighting or whatever. Well, I mean, technically, players aren't supposed to fist fight. What just what happens is what usually happens is that one player bumps another and then the other player bumps back and before you know it the pushing back and forth turns into a fist fight. That's what happens. It's not usually just hey let's go right, fist fight. Right, right, right. But like you said, they come around that by the Substitute having the having the, the equipment manager wear Mike's number, number and then Mike while being number eight seven oh his yeah. original number is seven he's wearing eight yes. So they throw them off. And so whenever they do their rumsum, bumsum, whatever it's called, trick play, they end up hurting the equipment manager. Meanwhile, Mike, Mike is still scores. able to score. Yeah. But like we said, that... The particle t- accelerator graviton goes off, messes up the hockey ring, so they have to call it off. Yes. And here's where I start getting annoyed again with the Dean. They have to suspend the play until later, and the Dean's like, oh, so we didn't win? Doesn't look like you're going to be here much longer. But here's the thing. They were winning. And they only had, what, a couple minutes left? I don't know. Like two minutes. Yeah, That's two it. minutes. Yeah. And it's, once again, it's the fact that have the 
have the team has this team not won any games? That's what like, I'm thinking because I don't think because apparently it's the championship or something like that, and they haven't won any games prior to that and prior to other seasons. I'm like, okay, yes, I can see how it's frustrating, mm-hmm. but I think it's just because he wants a trophy, a trophy, a trophy. So even if they won games previous years and got into the, like the championship division, uh huh, I think he just wanted the trophy so bad. Maybe you're right. It just it's it's an annoying, uh, irksome thing. I don't know. Uh, new dean, new dean. Yes, a new dean would definitely benefit for sure. But it's uh, whatever. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna get off the fact because this dean will just he'll, he'll annoy me until day's end. But everyone's mad at Charlie, obviously, because it's it's his fault the ice breaks apart. It's his fault that the 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 game is suspended and everything, and that the coach might get fired. So Even his friend is a little bad. The professor. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they don't necessarily don't show him as mad, being mad because he's mean, still like friends with them and everything. But during this time, they realize how to figure out how to work with the gravitonium on an, on, on another way. And the professor explains to Charlie about some type of other experiment that another scientist had done previously where they took two atoms apart and even when the atoms were like six miles away or whatever even like across the earth or something yeah they still one did yeah one person one would like lift a, an atom and then the other atom would do the exact same thing and they did that and that gave charlie the idea let's split up the gravitonium into two different things so they figured out how to split up into two different balls which apparently it's just a bouncy ball mm-hmm. and then the the, the thing is Oh, it's just protection for the gravitonium so it doesn't blow up. Right. But now, it's a bouncing ball. Now, this is the part where I got the the idea of another movie that was inspired that inspired this film. Uh-huh. Can you guess what movie that is? With these bouncy balls. With the bouncy particularly. Cuz think, they take the bouncy balls and they throw them and they're bouncing all around the room, doing the same thing. Can you think of any movie? I could say Flubber, but I don't know. That's it. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Because what happens in that one, there's a professor who creates <laughs> this substance and it throws around. And we're about to see like another key moment in this movie that's also kind of similar to Flubber where he does a similar thing. Because what happens whenever they realize that these bouncy balls work? Charlie's like, oh, this is it. This is how I can fix things. I can make things better. Because one of the bouncy balls lands in a skate of his. Oh, yeah. So you, can you think of what I'm thinking about in Flubber that happens very similarly mm, that they fix? I don't. I okay. don't. I well, haven't I'll seen get, Flubber in quite a while. I'll get, I'll get to that soon then. So Charlie comes with this idea, but he realizes he needs help. Also, he had been trying to contact Claire multiple and times. Every and time, even at the start, she would pick up. She mm-hmm. would say, oh, it's Charlie, and then he'd hang up immediately. Yeah. Now she's just picking it up and letting it go. Yep. Because she doesn't want to talk to him. She's upset with him. And he even goes so far as to go to the school, creates this device that interrupts their intercom system so he can apologize to all his friends and Claire, and even waits for them outside of school after school and this hours. this is my point where the, the one kid is quite... Doofy. Yeah, doofy. <laughs> because he's like, oh man, the thing with the intercom was so cool. And Claire has to pull him away and is like, we're not talking to him right now, basically. Very true, very true. But once he has this idea 
to help the hockey team, he goes to see all these friends who are playing hockey on the ice skating rink. Also, this is another point that I'm... It's very problematic for me. Just like how, if he had just told the truth, whenever Claire first found out about it, maybe she wouldn't be this upset. This is another point where it's kind of a Batman versus Superman thing. And I'll explain that in just a second. Okay. So he goes to the hockey rink. They're like, what are you doing here? We don't want to talk to you. Da, 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 da. He's like, I need your help. And they're like, too bad. We don't want to help you, you know? And the, Claire says, just go home. And she says, just go home, Chaz. Mm. And Charlie says, my name's Charlie Boyle, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And that causes all the other kids, including Claire, to stop and turn around. And then he's like, I just want... I just need friends, friends. or something. Or I something just that wanted effect. friends, yada, yeah. yada, yada. And I, I, def- I desperately need help. And so the two friends, mm-hmm. whose, whose names are actually Odie and Dion, mm-hmm. they step forward and they go to help, and then Claire decides she's going to help yeah. as well. And, and then everybody else like, yeah, yeah, we'll help. Them. Yeah. So. But it's a very Batman v Superman thing in the sense of Batman and Superman and Batman v Superman. <clears throat> they are fighting, you know, they're angry with each other. But once Batman and Superman pinned, Superman goes, Save Martha! And the Batman's like, Hey, that's my mother's that's name. That's my mother's name. We're friends! Because that's your mother? My mother's got the same name. No way! And then they're friends and, you know, everything goes perfectly. So tell me, why, for the love of God, does all it take for everyone not to be angry with Charlie anymore is for him to go, my name's Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Boyle. Don't forget Boyle. Like it's got to be because of st- the storytelling. Yeah, they just that, needed to. They, they just need to wrap it up right quick. Like they had no other idea how to wrap it up. Just they're just like, just say my name's Charlie Boyle, and they'll be like, he's telling the truth. Oh, his name is Charlie. We did we did research, and he is t- his real name is Charlie. He's so changing. If, so if he tells, so what they had must be the beginning group. They said, "Let's research this. Oh, his name really is Charlie." Okay, guys, if he actually said, tells us his real name, when I call him Chaz, we'll forgive him. It's so it's so ridiculous. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's the worst resolution ever. I hate it. I gotta go. I gotta move on because I'm gonna just be stuck on this forever, and it's gonna annoy me. Okay, so they all decide to help, and they come up with this plan, very similar to to Flubber. And here's how: in Flubber, Robin Williams' character, mm-hmm. may he rest in peace, because he's a great actor. He's awesome. He, like we said, is a professor at this school, and he comes up with this this invention, which is Flubber, mm-hmm. and he realized that if you coat it on certain things, it bounces, bounces really high. high and da, da, da. So he comes with an idea to help his school team win a basketball tournament. And what he does is he coats the bottom of their shoes oh, with, with flubber. Spray. I thought it was like a spray. Well, he does spray them. He ends up spraying someone's butt at one point and everything. And that causes the team to bounce really high and jump really high and everything. And it helps. Was he the coach of the basketball team? No, no, no. no. He, was just a, he was just a teacher. But he was helping the team win. And I forget what the circumstances were necessarily i think at one point he did bet his rival mm-hmm. uh to the team winning but other than that i don't know if there was really a necessary reason, reason for him to do it helped. yeah but charlie does a very similar thing to that in the sense that they put 
these, these magnets. Yeah, magnets on with the graviton. Yes, on the skates of three both, key players. Yes, the, on the Rumson team. Yeah, and then to put the other set of magnet with the other set of gravitonium on their own skates. Yes. And here's another thing that I'm going to have a problem with. So we learned that what one gravitonium thing would do, the other thing would do, right? right. So you throw, if you put on a ball, you have two separate balls. And you throw one to the right, the other one will follow to the right. Exactly. So they've done these with these magnets, as we stated. Mm-hmm. And so their plan is to kind of control the Ronson team by making them do whatever. Here's the problem I have. I have a little they, small problem with this too. What's your problem with it? Before I get into mine. Whenever they flip the switch to turn on the gravitonium, Claire's standing still, right? While Charlie's moving. Mm-hmm. So why isn't the player that Claire's linked with not well, was still moving? That goes with sort of the problem that I have with the film. And that's, or not necessarily the film, but this, this idea that they came up with, which is an interesting idea. And that's the fact that once they have these skates on, everything's powered up. So like you said, whenever they do this, Claire's not moving and the other player's moving. Okay. But whenever they are moving, they have it to where everything body. Okay. everything yeah. they do is moving, which right. shouldn't be the case. It, it should, should just be, be the skate. Sk- yeah. Yeah. It, because the mag is only attached to the skate. Exactly. So, And it's only on one skate, too. It's not on both skates. It's only on one skate. So really, it should only be whatever skate is moving. Mm-hmm. But whenever they're doing... Because <clears throat> the reason they're doing this is because they want to break up the rumsum, bumsum trick play or whatever. Yeah. So one of the one of the guys who's the guy who distracts the referee, they put on the skates on him, and, and then they have him kick the ref, ref, and the ref puts him in the penalty box. And so once the other two are trying to hit Mike, they put on the other skates. And they slide right past them. And then they start figure skating together and, and dancing, dancing and everything. And they're, yeah. And they're like, they're holding on to each other's hands. And then we, we flash to the players on the ice rink. And they're like, let go of me. No, you let go of me. Because they can't let go of mm. each other for some odd reason that doesn't make any sense. Man, those gravitonians must be super strong like to affect the entire body. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, give us these now. We need them, apparently. And... They see that the person who was in the penalty box, he's gotten out, and now he's going to go hurt Mike. And so they're looking for that other that other disc so they can hurry up and stop him from doing it. And the professor's got it. Yes. And he's like, I'll help. I'll help. He comes and skates, and he can't skate that well, so he can't, falls on his butt. Can't skate at all. Well, he doesn't fall on his butt. Oh, no, he but hits. He hits. Oh, he hits the electricity panel, and that mm. creates sparks, and everybody starts flying. Yep. Because that, all they did was that little spark. Yep. And... This kind of, a little bit, goes with Brink. In the sense that, apparently two wrongs make a right. Because what happened in Brink? At the end, the one guy, Val, he he cheated by, you know, taking pushing, Brink, pushing Brink and down and everything. Brink found the shortcut. And then cheated yeah. and won, and it made a right because Brink Well, won. here's what they, I mean, to not make the mistake... They all they needed to do was just stop them from hitting the players and then turn it off. That's very true. Because if they first off, they didn't really need to mess with the the referee. Mm-hmm. That was kind of wrong of them to have the guy kick them in the butt. The ref didn't do nothing wrong. Right. Second off, all they needed to do was have them pass and then turn it off. That's that's very true. And every time that the players would try and do this, they would just need to make it to where that they wouldn't they happen. Stop. Yeah. But 
it's you know so the Rumson guys are cheating mm-hmm. by doing this, and so these guys are cheating, cheating. by stopping them from doing their cheating. So it's and, two wrongs make a right. As soon as they started fighting, they could turn it off. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But no, they didn't do that. But it, it all works out in the end, apparently. Yep, everybody happy ending. Yeah, and then once again, as soon as they win this game, the the dean's like, "Coach, you're gonna be here for a long oh, time." Yeah. They won one game. What a jerk. How does that... It's how does that... they get the trophy. It's the trophy. That's all he wanted was... Because it's all about good press, good PR for him. It's so annoying to me, Kyle. I hate it so much. I That's hate... why he kept the professor, because there's a new genius coming to help him. I hate this scene so much. He needs to get fired immediately. I don't like him. I don't, I don't like him either. <laughs> new, new dean, please. Please, ASAP. <laughs> But, yeah. So, Kyle, what were your overall thoughts on Genius? Did you like it? Do you feel like there were some nostalgic moments in it? Would you show this to other people that haven't seen it? Would you recommend it at all? What do you think? First, I would give them a warning. There are many <laughs> cringy, cringy points that are very cringy. Yet, it is nostalgic. I would say that I would go rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I will. But yes, definitely cringy, 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 and prepare to hate the dean. You know, that's all I got. Yeah, definitely cringe-filled moments. It's a hundred percent nostalgia, at least for me, <clears throat> especially because every scene that happened, I, I would watch it and say, oh, "I remember the scene. I know what's going to happen. I, I love this. I can't wait." But. So many things would be resolved. First of all, if Charlie would just come out and say the truth from the mm. like, as soon as he's found out about, say what what he's doing, and not just I'm a liar. Yeah, what? But why? And then I'm Charlie Boyle. Yeah, come be my friends again. I hate that scene so much. I hate it. And I I think it's mainly because. I don't think whenever I watched it as a kid, I probably didn't notice it all that much. You know, I was just like, yay, happy ending, da da da. I think it's because, you know, I've grown and I've seen Batman v Superman. <laughs> and now every time someone just, like, a resolution is made just by saying one word or a name Charlie Boyle. Charlie Boyle. And it wraps up so perfectly. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that's not how it should work at all. It's so annoying. I hate it. But that being said, it is a pretty fun watch. It's it's full nineties, you know, mm-hmm. with especially with their CGI and mm-hmm. their theories and how to show how smart someone is by having them say a whole bunch of intellectual words that no one understands. Exactly. And then people say English please. English please. I don't understand. Oh jeez. Oh lord. Uh I did have a lot I did have a lot of fun rewatching it. Uh there are a few people in this that are big actors nowadays. Or semi-big actors. So, Claire, she mm-hmm. she's played by Emmy Rossum. Mm-hmm. Emmy Rossum, she's in a number of things. She's probably most well-known for being in... Oh, crap. What's the name of that Showtime movie? Uh, Shameless. Yeah, I don't watch Shameless. She's, she's in Shameless. She's one of the, the main characters. Actually, I think in the most recent season, she just recently uh, stopped being in it. Uh, but she was in probably like seven or eight seasons. And she got really well known for that. And then the guy who plays the equipment manager, Hugo, mm-hmm. he's played by Chuck Campbell. 
And I know whenever you hear the name, you're not necessarily going to know who that is, but he's kind of been in a lot of movies and kind of like as background mostly, mm-hmm. but he's been in a lot of good movies as well. And then Trevor Morgan, I know he's been also, I kind of like the name Trevor. Oh, well, yeah, good. yeah. Good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me, do you, how much do you like it? Yeah, I mean, I like it enough. You know, uh, it's it's a it's a pretty fine name. Roll <laughs> off the tongue a little bit. You know, just saying, Trevor, Trevor Morgan. So it's it's kind of nice to have my name, Trevor, <laughs> in a in you're a really, film. Yeah, yeah your name. It's not me, and it's obviously not my full name, but it is my first name, and I'll take it. I would say it was my name first, but apparently Trevor Morgan was born in '86, so I, I guess can't that's why I like. Uh, Kyle uh, from from Raven's home. Oh, oh, Kyle Massey. Yep. Yeah, from That's a Raven. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. <laughs> it, it is. It is always nice to have your name in a movie. So, well, uh, not really your name, but, but a name. A name that yeah. is exactly what your name is. You exactly. Know? Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> and I know he's been in a number of other other Disney things and other like TV movies and stuff like that. But you know. Oh, I also want to bring up, so from last week, mm-hmm. kind of going off of this, I told you I would remember, as, so, as soon as you left, I would remember this. So last week, whenever we were talking about motocross and everything, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up a fact that the story for motocross, mm-hmm. and so just to have a little uh, re, Iteration, re, re- retelling, revisit, if you will, of what motocross is about. It's about a, a sister and her twin brother. Her twin brother gets injured, so she takes his place in a dirt bike racing competition. Mm-hmm. Basically. Right. It's very much like She's the Man with Amanda Bynes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that movie? Nope. So I don't think Amanda Bynes' brother in the movie gets injured, but I know she like wants to play soccer and everything, or maybe... The brother gets into this place, but he doesn't really want to go. It, it's something to that effect. But basically, Amanda Bynes play, takes his place. So she cuts her hair, goes to the school, takes his name and everything. Are and, they twins or something? Yeah, they're twins in the movie. And she's the man. So just like motocross. And, of course, Amanda Bynes falls in love with the guy that that's on the team as well. And wants to, you know, be with him. Mm-hmm. But he's in love with another guy, with another girl and everything. So it's this whole, like, thing or whatever. And then as soon as, as soon as he knows that she's a girl, he's like, oh, I love you too. Essentially. Yeah. Do you want to know who plays the guy that Amanda Bynes falls in love with? Is it the same guy who falls in love with the Saturn sister in Motocross? No, it's Channing Tatum. Oh. Yeah, it's one of his earlier roles, actually. Oh. But it does have a very similar outcome. And... There's another movie, although it doesn't involve twins, but it involves a girl pretending to be a guy who falls in love with a guy who's in love with another girl, but once he finds out that the guy's a girl, he falls in love with her. I can't remember the name of it, but I remember watching it, and I just remember the ending of it where... It's not White Chicks, is it? No, 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 no. That's, that's a different movie altogether. <laughs> no, this movie, I, can, I always have the ending in my mind where the girl, as the guy, pulls the other guy aside and says, I'm a girl. And then they make out, and then he's like, wait, what? And then he's like, oh, I love you. Oh, well, I love you. <laughs> I mean, that that's simplifying that ending, but that's I always remember that scene. I can never remember the name of the movie, but it's a good movie. Anyhow, guys, 
<laughs> those were our thoughts and opinions on both Genius and a little bit of revisit to Motocross from last week. Let us know what y'all thought of Genius. Did you like it? Do you, Would you watch it again? Have you watched it again? Do you like it more or less than Brink? Because it kind of follows a little bit of a formula with that, mm -hmm. but it's also better than Brink in my opinion. <laughs> it very much is like Flubber. Yeah. Uh, and, a, and a number of other number, genius yeah, I mean, kid goes to college kind of thing. Let us know whenever you watch this if you if you think any of those things. Do, do they? Does this movie remind you of any of those classic movies? Or any other movies. Or any other movies. And we'll probably agree with you, especially if we've seen it or not. Yeah, exactly. But until next time, you can find me on all social media at Tadler92. Kyle. You can follow me at nothing, but I'll say see you later. Talk to you later. Talk to you next week. And you can follow our podcast social media on Instagram and Facebook at NostalgiaDecoms Today. Next week, we are going to be watching a Kirk Cameron movie before he went extreme religious, extremely religious, and that is You Lucky Dog. Now, this is one that I do not think I've ever seen before. I definitely know I've never seen this before. I'll be interested in watching it, though, because I do like classic 90s, 80s and 90s Kirk Cameron, because that's around his Growing Pains days, and I love Growing Pains. I saw a little glimpse of the pre... The, uh... The board, you know, the billboard, basically the poster mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Is that the uncle from uh, Fresh Prince Bel Air in the background? I don't know. I, I haven't looked you at the poster. Seen the poster. I mean, I've I've seen like the little miniature one, but the only ones that you really make out a little miniature on Disney Plus is Kirk Cameron and the dog. Right. So I really haven't gotten to like look at it. But I'll take a look, and it might be. I just haven't gotten to take take a look at it yet. But. I will also say, in the coming days, my plan is, we're going to do up to 25 episodes, and for our 26th episode, I'm going to try and find someone else to watch the 25 episode, the 25 movies that we've seen already, okay. and I want to kind of do a, a trivia game with it. Okay. So, keep in mind, you might need to rewatch some of these movies as we're a fresher and everything. Okay. But at least you have a... You have a uh, a little kind of thing to look back and see what all movies we watched. It's all right there in, in, in the recordings. <laughs> so, for anyone listening along, if you want to go back and re-watch the movies that we've already talked about, maybe by the time we get to our episode 26, y'all can play along with us and see how well you do. But until next time, we will see you later. Bye, guys. Bye.